Welcome to a new episode of Inside Marketing Design. This is a show where we speak to designers working at different tech companies and get a real in-depth look at how brand and marketing design functions within those companies. Today, we're taking a look inside marketing design at Contentful. Contentful is a content platform that helps companies to manage content at scale across digital platforms. And I'm speaking with Grace Tai, who is the brand design team manager there. She's been at the company for about two years and um, she recently got this promotion at the start of this year to be managing the brand design team. So we talk about that, a little bit about that transition. We touch on the goals of marketing at Contentful and how the brand design team fits into those, how they keep things organized and how they work together with other design teams within the company to get things done. Without further ado, let's get into the episode and take a look inside marketing design at Contentful. Welcome, Grace, to Inside Marketing Design. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much, Charlie. It's great being here. Let's start with talking about the design team at Contentful. So you started uh, as the people will know from my intro as the global brand designer on the team. Was there other people on the design team when you you started? So on our marketing design team, there were there was not. So I was the first okay. um, full time hire. I had a feeling that might have been the case yeah. uh, because now obviously you're in this management role. And uh, how many other designers are on the marketing design team side now? So we have one full time um, visual designer who is based in Berlin, and then we have three other um, freelancers that we work with on a very close basis, pretty much daily, who are located all around the world. So it's really great uh, global team. That's cool. So how does that freelancing relationship work? Do they sort of do the equivalent of full-time hours for you or are they part-time? So it's really on a project basis. We just have like an ongoing project tracker essentially. And, you know, I'll drop things into their queue. And, you know, we've worked together for so long now that it's just like a very seamless system. So it just kind of depends on on what requests come in. Do they feel like part of the team to you as well? Even though Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely feel like part of the team. Um, I have conversations with pretty much all of them almost every day. We're working simultaneously on, on tons of different projects. And yeah, they're very involved and they've met different members of the team as well. So I definitely feel like they're integrated. That's cool. That's kind of how things are at ConvertKit as well, because I'm the only marketing designer who's actually full time at the company. But we work with freelancers regularly for various like, you know, different creative assets. And they definitely feel like they're part of the team, especially when you work with them on multiple projects. They're not just hired for one project. So, yeah, I get it. Um, it's cool to see other companies making use of freelancers in that way, too. What about the wider team? Like, do the, does the marketing design team fit within the marketing team itself? Or does it fit within a design team? How does it work there? So, so yeah, so we fit into the marketing team. I report into our director of Marcoms and brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that rolls up into the overall uh, marketing um, department. And my counterparts are, are product designers who roll up into the product design team. So we actually have what's called a brand council where um, even though we're part of different departments, we'll come together at least once a month, you know, all the designers from different teams. So that includes the product designers, website designers, um, my team, including our copywriters as well, and our learning services team who produce like training videos for us. And we'll just all get together and, you know, discuss things that that involve the brand and like how things are going, give each other updates. So yeah, this is something that we actually started the first couple months that I started um, at Contentful. And it's been a really great, really great system, just helping us to all kind of, you know, feel more connected across the company, even though we're not in the same org. 
I love that. I love that you call it the brand council as well. It sounds so official. <laughs> is there someone, someone who's in charge of that brand council? Like who is the person where like what they say goes in terms of like, no, this is not our brand. We're not doing this. Yeah. So role? ultimately that rolls up to, um, to my manager, the director mm-hmm. of brand. Um, that makes sense. I'm the one who, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who runs the meetings, uh, but she definitely has the final, the final say. Okay, cool. This is sounding like a lot of people. I'm, how big is, is Contentful as a company as a whole? So when I first joined Contentful, we were only at 150 people. And in the last almost like less than two years, we've grown to, I think now we're at 400. Whoa. Um, and yeah, continuing to grow every day. So it's really exciting. It's wild to me that you're at 400 people like in the whole company, but yet there's so few brand designers full-time on the team, you know? It's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why we, we work really closely with our freelancers. Yeah, We definitely wouldn't sense. be able to do it without them. What about the marketing <laughs> team? How, how many people on the marketing team itself? Um, the marketing team itself, oh, we're, we're growing quite a bit too. Um, if I was going to take a guess, I guess maybe 30, 40 people. Yeah. I might have to, I might have to double check that. <laughs> That's fine. We're, we're all about rough estimates. Over here. <laughs> Let's talk about what kind of work the marketing team and like you as the designer within all the marketing stuff does then. Um, I'm going to take a stab and guess that Contentful has a very digital focus when it comes to its marketing um, <laughs> and probably guess, yeah. a lot of content focus mm-hmm, given that's mm-hmm. what you do for other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What sort of things, what, what are the main projects that the marketing team and, you know, the designers within the marketing team work on? So we work really closely with our um, demand gen counterparts. So, you know, our main focus is really about like driving pipeline, driving the contentful brand, like thought leadership in the marketplace. And so I spend a lot of my time working on projects, um, you know, for example, like different kinds of assets, like white papers, um, nurture assets, campaigns that we do, infographics, like things like that. And on a broader scale too, you know, we're also working on, you know, providing assets, related to the brand to the entire company. So things like templates, libraries, things Mm -hmm. like that. Because we are a small team, we're really about like empowering the rest of the company to kind of, you know, feel comfortable making those design decisions with the assets that we give them. Yeah. And you making sure that you give them everything they need so that um, they're not going to just go off off book and create something (laughs) that you're like, oh, that doesn't really fit with what we do around here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So you stepped into a management role fairly recently. It was the start Mm -hmm. of this year, right? That you became the manager of the design team. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that, about being sort of promoted from within and what that was like and what it's been like to become a manager. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, this was something that I knew going in um, that I was really interested in. I communicated it with my manager. She was really on board with it. So, so yeah, I was very excited um, to make that move. And I mean, it's definitely been a learning curve. I think one of the biggest things that I noticed within the first month was just the how the amount of actual design work that I touched diminished like rapidly. Right. Um, like most of my role right now is really about like project management, you know, making sure, you know, blockers are moved out of the way, making sure that my team is empowered to do what they to do what they do and you know lots of meetings of course and all of that kind of stuff so it's been really interesting it's been an interesting transition it's something that like every designer needs to think about in terms of if you know if you're someone that really loves to be within the in the weeds um, all Mm. the time and like really really doing the day-to-day design I mean a design management role might not be the right fit you know whereas if you're someone who likes to do a little bit more high level stuff uh, more the creative directing and like the art direction and you know obviously a lot of project management and like networking and meeting with people if that's like your jam then I then a design manager role would be a great fit for you yeah I agreed that makes sense it's a, it's a good thing to think about 
And what are some of the things that you've you've learned in this transition? Any any tips to share? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that um, I've learned is really about like growing trust within your team. That's a really big thing for me, especially, you know, whether it's whether it's with your full time designer or with your freelancers. Like I really work hard on um, empowering the people that I work with to kind of make those design decisions. My manager and I have a we had this thing that we called the Vulcan mind meld. And the whole idea is like when somebody starts on your team, whether they're full time or freelance, like you spend the first, you know, say like 90 days um, really, really getting into the weeds with them, like really giving them a lot of feedback. It's a lot of repetition of things. But the whole point is that after this time, which can be like more or less than, than 30 days, uh, 90 days, it doesn't have to be like that amount of time, but it's basically around like setting parameters to be like, look, in this time frame, I'm going to be like very, very, you know, in your space, but don't worry because the whole idea is that we will, you know, kind of develop this Vulcan mind meld um, where you'll, you'll know what I'm thinking, I'll know what you're thinking, like you'll understand to the point where, you know, you'll feel empowered to just kind of go off and make decisions. So that's been the way that I've been running my team and it's been working really, really well. I think empowerment, building trust, those are like the biggest things that I've been learning. And that's, that's so smart and like amazing to hear you talk about this when, you know, you're new at this management thing. You obviously had great mentors <laughs> around you and it's yes. clear that you're well suited for this role. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great tip. Like spending that early time really getting getting deep with people uh, and, and getting to know them. Oh, we've got a friend in the background. How cute. <laughs> My dog just <laughs> came in the frame. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll keep the dog in. <laughs> that's just part of that remote work life. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. Speaking of remote, um, are you normally remote or are you just remote now? For the I'm pandemic. just remote now, just for right. this COVID time period. Yeah. But your team is all over the world. So, it's just true. you know, you're constantly managing a remote team. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And very familiar with Zoom calls. Our company runs on Zoom. Most of my team is remote. Um, like the marketing team is is split between Berlin and San Francisco. Uh, but most of my team, I sit on the Marcoms team, are in Berlin. So, so yeah, it's been definitely really interesting to kind of adjust to 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 all of that. So like going into total remote work with COVID um, wasn't as big of a, of a change since I'm used to running my meetings via Zoom. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever get to meet up in person with your team? Yes, yeah. yeah. I always try to um, head over to Berlin a couple times a year. That's a great time for me to just kind of connect with people and, you know, just get that FaceTime. Like there's, there's a lot you can do with technology, but in my opinion, nothing beats that kind of face-to-face -face contact. I agree. Our company retreat um, is looking like it might be canceled due to the pandemic. And so I'm yeah. really sad that I won't Ours get to see my people already. for a while. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Hopefully mm -hmm. we'll all be back to it soon, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did your role and responsibility, like how you spent your day-to-day -day change when you stepped into this management role? You mentioned that you obviously stopped doing a lot of design work, but mm -hmm. when you were in the global brand designer role, were you still responsible for a lot of things and like had, had that weight or did that just come with the management? Um, I would say, so yes, in my previous role, I was still managing our freelance team right. um, at that time. I just didn't have a full-time, you know, direct report. So mm -hmm. I think the, the transition, um, I guess it wasn't as, it wasn't as big of a jump, although it is It is definitely, there are a lot of things that you know are very different between managing full-time versus your freelance team. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about a project at Contentful. I find this really interesting to go through with people on this show, how a project happens, like right from the start, right from who comes up with the idea for it and who gets this onto your plate. 
um, all the way through how the work happens. And yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. I'm hoping that other people are enjoying listening to this. <laughs> so let's talk about how it happens for you. Where, where does the project come from? Um, honestly, it can come from so many places, but you know, if I, if I think about like some of our main, main major design projects, typically all of our projects revolve around the goals that we set for our department, right? So, so that's kind of like our starting point. Um, and those are set for us by our CMO. And then, um, usually my manager and I will talk through them and talk about how they, you know, how they relate to visual design. How can we, how can we contribute to these goals Mm -hmm. with you know, with the tools and resources that we have. Um, so that's typically how the projects will get started. And then from there, you know, in terms of like systems, we typically run everything through Jira. That's the way that we track everything. We've got a great like ticketing system. Um, for these big projects, one of the things I've learned actually, and I didn't always do this, but I do it now and I'm really glad that, um, that, I, did, that I did finally learn to do this, which is to document everything. <laughs> it sounds like one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, like, 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 I'll remember it right. <laughs> kind of yep. thing. You're like, we I talked about it. I always say that to myself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I've just learned, like, you know, you, you got to document everything, um, make things, the more transparent you make your projects, I find it to be generally a lot easier in the long run. It, it, so that's something that I, I had to learn, you know, because I was more coming into this to this role, I was more kind of like, like, oh, we'll just loop people in as we need. We have a wiki where for large projects, I always try to document, um, you know, who's involved. Uh, we have a framework that we use called the Rapid Framework that basically gives everyone their roles within this project, which I find that to be super, super helpful. Because um, I'm sure we've all had projects before where, you know, halfway through we're like, wait a second, who's responsible for that? Or like, totally. You know. <laughs> yep. Well, like, oh, I need to ask to that someone? person. Yeah. Who's still working on this? Like, like I need to right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a really huge thing. Um, for for us in terms of running our projects, um, really documenting, uh, having this clear framework from the get go, and I, I find one of the best things about it is you know it really helps you with like the feedback in iteration loop because um, okay. we all know that can be like an endless loop like it could oh, yeah, uh, yeah it, you could like go on almost forever. done <laughs> almost done with the project and then you know at the eleventh hour you know someone will come in and be like actually so with the documentation it's great because. Um, a, you don't have to like re-explain things to people. They can read it through mm-hmm. themselves and get all of the background. And it also, it makes it very, very clear what those checkpoints are and when those are hit. And it's really about like setting those expectations with people to be like, look, we're going to have two or three checkpoints with this project. These are your times to say, to say your piece after this last checkpoint, like we're, we're closed. Like the okay. ship has sailed. <laughs> like speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I find people really respect that. And Good. for the most part, since we started doing that, we've, it definitely has cut down on like the, you know, backpedaling. <laughs> oh my gosh. This sounds so organized. Um, and I feel like maybe it's out of necessity, right? It sounds like there's a lot of people involved with projects. Yeah. And so like this just, it just has to be how it gets done. Otherwise yeah. you're going to waste a lot of time. Filling people in. Who are the people giving feedback on a project? Like, as as well as you and your team of designers and your manager, um, what are some other stakeholders that are often involved in the main projects that you work on? Um, Honestly, it ranges. We have such a wide variety of projects, Um, but usually it's within our marketing team. You know, I work closely with our product marketing managers Mm -hmm. um, on a lot of projects, and they'll usually usually weigh in like on a technical aspect. I work closely with our field marketing team, putting on events with them. Um, So yeah, it's really across the board. Uh, Campaign, our campaign manager is like one of the people I work with most um, on a day-to-day basis. 
So yeah, it's kind of across the board. And who does the design work? Because you mentioned that you were sort of stepping back from that a bit now. Is that still something you dabble in every now and then though? You still yeah, do so some design work? I do. I do dabble yeah. <laughs> and I will work on certain things. Like for example, I'm working on a project right now, establishing a design system for um, a lot of our, our content assets that we release. Up to this point, you know, we've been growing so fast, moving so quickly that, you know, a lot of the things that we've been creating have been kind of make it as you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you like, might steal oh, this thing this. from this last thing you exactly. did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it's kind of been, it's kind of been, you know, put together uh, mm -hmm. Tetris style. And so really this project is about me kind of going back to the beginning and thinking holistically. Um, so those are the kind of projects that I will still be involved in. Um, but yeah, for a lot of our projects, you know, my designer will work on them or we'll have some of our freelancers work on those projects. Mm -hmm. And is there a clear division between the work that your full-time designer will do versus what the freelancers will do? Yeah. So the work that the freelancers do typically are things that are more of an ongoing basis. Okay. Uh, so it's like, you know, they're very well rehearsed in it and they all mm -hmm. kind of have their own, um, you know, areas of expertise that they work on. So that's really helpful because I know that if a project of this nature comes out, I'm going to assign it to this person. And so it definitely makes that a little bit more seamless and people can just jump right in without a lot of upfront prep work. Yeah. So it sounds like the freelancers handle more of like the production side of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then internally you're handling more of the higher level stuff, like the design system and making those big brand direction decisions. And then your designer will be handling any sort of internal, like new creative assets perhaps right. that aren't so routine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems very similar to how we do things too. We have um, freelancers work on a lot of things that are like repeated, whereas mm -hmm. I'm internal handling more of the higher level stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yep. Um, so you project manage all of these projects as well, right? There's not another project manager who... Unfortunately, yeah. no. So that's all me. <laughs> Tell us more about that. How, how, how do you go about managing projects? Any, any tools or, or tips to share with it? Um, you know, again, it comes back to being really super organized. So whenever I have projects that are not like, uh, you know, rip and repeat, uh, especially with our freelancers, I work, I spend a lot of time on creating the brief for the project, you know, trying to give them as much information as possible to, to like, let them just kind of go with it. I mean, other than that, you know, we have, we have a, we have like, I have different spreadsheets um, for each of our freelancers where we will track, you know, the project, the status, number of hours, you know, all of those kind of details. And um, I find that to be really helpful. One of my freelancers actually told me that she uses that same spreadsheet now with all of her clients because nice. um, she said it was so helpful. So, so yeah, I take that as a good sign. And then, oh, like definitely. I said, internally, we use Jira a lot. I've, I've honestly never thought about using Jira for anything other than like development, like product teams. I don't know yeah. why. Like, as you're saying this, it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things too, because Contentful started out as a developer-focused product. Okay. And so um, we kind of just expanded those tools for use around the company, but it's so ubiquitous now that um, it just kind of works, yeah. And it's just what everyone uses. I love mm -hmm. it. You, you mentioned um, writing briefs for the freelancers. Mm -hmm. Do you tend to write like a formal brief up for either yourself or the full-time designer on the team or are things a bit looser internally? Um, internally, things are a bit looser. So it kind of, again, depends on the project. Uh, but yeah, for the for the most part, internally, I give my designer a lot more freedom in terms of, you know, deciding the creative direction that mm -hmm. he wants to go in. And, you know, I will provide the um, the structure, you know, and make sure that he has the proper specs and all that kind of stuff to, to get started. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, just because this is something that people love to talk about, what design tool do you use to actually get your work done? We're big users of the Adobe Creative Suite, mostly mm -hmm. Illustrator, InDesign. Those are the top two that we use. Cool. All right. 
Yeah, always always good to ask that and clear that out. <laughs> okay, so you're designing a project, either the freelancers or you or the designer internally. Who needs to give feedback on a project and like who has the final sign off for something? Um, again, you know, it kind of depends, but typically it's uh, it's between myself and my manager. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, depending on the scope of the project and things like that, she'll step in and you know make that big call. For other projects, uh, you know, I'll just I'll just do that directly. Yeah, and do you have a? It's, I I bet you have an amazing process for feedback as well and collecting that. Is that all <laughs> done through Jira too? Does feedback happen through there? Um, sometimes it does. For the okay. big projects, um, usually it's a bit. It's it's honestly a mixed bag. It could be a mix between email and Slack. Mm-hmm. Slack is obviously a lot easier. Sometimes um, email seems a little bit more formal though. So for right. like you know those big like feedback check-ins, I might do it as an email just to okay. kind of like you know formalize it versus yep. Slack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make everyone treat it really seriously. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned before goals that projects all come from company goals that are set, mm-hmm. which which I love hearing about. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you measure the success of an individual project and how it did actually do with achieving those goals? Yeah, I mean, depending on what the project is, of course, I feel like I'm saying this a lot, <laughs> but it really it really does depend. Yeah. Um, but like on a large scale for uh, most of the assets that we create, we work closely with our demand gen team. So so um, MQLs, market, Marketing Qualified Leads, are our typical uh, barometer of how things are okay. doing. Yeah, and uh, forgive me for not, knowing much about this but how do they how do they come through your site is that like free trial signups is it people signing up to your email list like what counts as a lead for you yeah um so a lot of the you know a lot of the things that you just said um our primary way is you know we will have these uh, gated assets for example our white papers yep um and people will put in their information in order to get access to to that asset and that comes in as a lead and then we'll qualify it and then um if it's qualified, then we'll send it off to our uh, our sales team to follow up with that person. Right. So you're not measuring just number of signups to this guide or the white paper. It's um, number of signups and then the ones of that who are qualified and who are a good fit for the product. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's another step there. We haven't talked much about web design yet, but I'm curious to know if that's a part of what you do and if you uh, focus on the conversion rate of these pages that are offering up the white papers is that something that you look to like tweak and improve we actually have a separate uh web design team that i work closely with yeah yeah so tell me more about uh, that (laughs) the web design team um basically has a design manager a ui ux designer and then um two devs that sit on that team that specifically focus on the website so i mean i work closely with them in terms of the overall branding. So mm-hmm. when I first started, the website looked completely different. Myself and the web designer, we went in and we kind of did like a, you know, from soup to nuts kind of uh, rehaul of the whole of the whole um, website. And so my role there was really to ha- to help her create those templates, those modules that she could later like take and reuse across the site. So that's how brand kind of works with them. We don't do the actual website designing, but we do do the general, um, you know, brand direction. Like we yeah. create, yeah, all of those assets that they later use. That makes sense. And mm-hmm. so is that website design team, do they sit outside the marketing team? Are they considered no, they're in, like a different- Okay. They're within the marketing team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's like two separate design teams within the marketing team. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting setup. Yeah. 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 Cool. This is why I'm doing this show because I think that's <laughs> fascinating to hear about. And I guess you would must work with them very closely on things like white papers and stuff like that, because you're going to need templates to host this content that you're putting out. 
Um, yeah, so our side. white papers are actually, um, they're mostly they're mostly within our team, but we do mm -hmm. work with them and we work with our campaigns team on um, on making sure that those are properly put on the website. But honestly, it's, it's a very automated process by this point. Or, yeah, it's it's a you've it's got a well oiled machine. Yeah. At this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Cool. <laughs> so, who would be the one to like? Let's say a new feature is launching mm -hmm. at Contentful. Mm -hmm. You probably need a new feature page on the website, so the website team handles that separately, and then you handle any sort of um, I don't know, I guess social media assets, campaign assets to go along with that feature. So, um, great questions. I'll give you an example. We recently yeah, launched a um, app framework. It was a big release for. Our company basically allows uh, people to connect all these different types of apps to Contentful, um, which makes it really flexible and easy to use. And so to launch this new app framework, the website team uh, created the page. Our team developed the look of the page, right? right. So this is, so the look was slightly different. Our My visual designer uh, created some amazing illustrations for that page. And those, that kind of like, you know, branding for that feature release was then used across the board, like you mm -hmm. said, um, social media assets, email campaigns, things like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, I got sidetracked talking about web stuff because that's what I do, but um, <laughs> yeah, we were no talking worries. about performance. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we know about how you measure the performance of a, a certain project that you do. What about mm -hmm. you individually and the other designer on the team? How is your performance managed? Do you have like OKRs, KPIs that you have to hit, that sort of thing? So um, the way that we do it is, so we have our overall department goals, and then from mm -hmm. those we have our our individual uh, goals, and so um, we'll go over them, you know, with our manager, and basically we will kind of identify, you know, maybe the top like three to five things we want to accomplish in a quarter, and then we'll weight those. So the way that we are measured is, like I said, half half of our measurement is um, based on the MQL, so based mm -hmm. on those numbers, whatever they are, that never changes, and then the other half of the goals are a bit more qualitative. Um, so you've got our quantitative side and our qualitative side. So yeah. a lot of that just involves, you know, working closely with your manager to basically let them know how things are going. And a lot of it is kind of dependent on your manager to say whether or not that was successful. Um, so like I said, it is qualitative, which I think actually works really well because a lot of the things that we do in, in design, it's hard to measure, right? It's not right. like you know, websites you can kind of measure, you know, how many people are clicking. Um, you can measure, yeah, the number of people. Whereas, you know, things like, you know, branding, overall branding, right? How do you exactly yeah. measure that? It's kind of hard to say. So totally. I do like that there's a qualitative aspect to it. Yeah, that's nice. And it feels like Contentful is obviously very, um, it's a place where you can grow and then you're going to have managers who are, you know, helping you with career development as well mm -hmm. as just getting your work done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I love that. What are some areas of growth for you? Like what's what's next for either you and your role or contentful marketing like brand design team? What are some what are some areas of growth? So I think for us, one of our biggest things is like, you know, up to this point, like I said, we've been moving so fast, um, really just trying to to get ourselves on our own two feet kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think now we've gotten to the point where we've grown, we've matured as a company. For our next stage, I would really love to see us um, really start to think about you know, again, design systems as a whole across the entire um, the entire brand. Right. You know, I like talked a little bit about those teams. More. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I talked a little bit about one project that I'm working on, but really to expand that across the entire mm -hmm. brand, creating these kind of like holistic systems. That would be the biggest thing that I would love to see us achieve. Really, kind of you know stepping into yeah that kind of next stage of maturity. Yeah, that makes total sense. I yeah get that completely. 
And uh, what about marketing or brand design within the business? It sounds like you, because you're so closely closely tied to this really important goal for your company of the, mm-hmm. the MQLs, I'm just going to mm-hmm. sound real fancy throwing back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, tell me about the impact that you feel brand design has within the business. For sure. So, I mean... Um Again, an example, when I first came in, you know, we were really transitioning as a company from developer focused to enterprise mm-hmm. focused. And so I think one of the one of the huge things that the brand design team has been able to do is really to help our company like elevate our image. Enterprise companies are not gonna buy from, you know, from you if you look like, you know, you're from like the nineties or something like that, right? Like so so the way that your brand looks visually, it's one of the first things people see. It's one of the first things people will judge you on. And so, you know, being able to bring our brand to that caliber, I think has been really helpful in terms of opening up sales opportunities um, for us and helping our company just grow overall. So I'm really proud of the work that we've done in terms of really moving us into like a more professional sphere as a company. And that's really exciting too, because because the company had like good growth with this focus on the brand. I'm guessing that means that at Contentful, you don't often have to fight to get design to be respected, which is a challenge that a lot of people can have at companies, you know. For sure, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we are still a very developer-focused company. And so, uh, you know, so from that sense, I think that we're still growing into this idea of of being design-led. I wouldn't say that we are right now, um, right. but I'm hoping that it's something that, you know, as a company, we move, we can move towards. Yeah, that's another one of those, like, future growth areas that I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Cool. Uh, let's end by talking about what your favorite parts of your job are. What do you love about being in this brand design space? Um, so, so many things. I think one of my favorite things is, you know, because everything is so visual, you can really see what it is that you're creating. You can see mm-hmm. the impact. And I really love that. I love being able to, you know, click on our website and, you know, know that like, wow, I had a really direct impact on that. Um, you know, back when we could go into our office, you could walk around and, you know, see the different the different parts, um, you know, that I was involved in in yeah. creating. All of those things I really love. Besides that, I think definitely the people like like number one for sure. Like we just have such a great team. I, I love working with everybody um, on our team. And, you know, like when I have an opportunity to work with people, uh, new people across the company, I just find everyone to be very very open, um, very, you know, kind and, um, yeah, just very like transparent. Awesome. I love that. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Grace. This has been really interesting for me to hear about and hopefully interesting for our listeners to hear about too, about how things work at Contentful. Where should people go to follow you online? Do you want to give a little shout out to, to any of your socials or website or whatever? Um, Ooh, I really should have prepared that. (laughs) (laughs) They can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is, um, creative.fancy. Um, yeah, that would probably be the best way to, to find me. Great. You, you can also be find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> the, the LinkedIn, love it. Okay, we'll link yeah. to both of those things in the show notes if you're listening on an audio podcast player or in the description box if you're watching this on YouTube. You can go find Grace. Thank you so much for awesome. sharing your thoughts with us, Grace. Thank you so much, Charlie. I really had a lot of fun. This is great. Awesome. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, everyone. This was really interesting for me to hear about this split between the brand design team and the web design team in particular. Um, I latched onto that because obviously in my role as the marketing design lead at ConvertKit, the website is the main project that I work on. So um, I'm always interested to hear about how these companies handle the website of stuff. I'm super impressed by Grace's organization skills. It sounds like she's got things down pat. As always, I'd love to hear what stood out to you in this episode. What 
did you find that was particularly unique or interesting about how marketing design functions at Contentful? Leave it in a comment if you're watching this on YouTube because um, as always, the show is available both in video form on my channel, Charlie Marie TV, and also in audio form in any podcast player to search for inside marketing design. So yeah, tell me what you found interesting about this episode. What stood out to you either in a comment on YouTube or reach out to me on Twitter at Charlie Prangley. All right, thanks for listening and I'll see you back next week for another look inside marketing design.